COVID variants and the aviation sector. Why the African aviation sector is paying a steeper price. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. African airlines could post wider losses this year due to new travel restrictions related to the emergence of the Omicron COVID-19 variant. The African Airlines Association now projects revenue losses of $8.5 billion in 2021, or an equivalent of 49% of the posted 2019 revenues. Derek Nseko, CEO Airspace Africa, answers the question, how badly off was the aviation space and how far back does the Omicron variant set the industry? So this latest uh, Omicron variant has really given us an insight into where we are, not just as uh, as, as an aviation community, but uh, as, uh, as a global community, uh, where we are in terms of how we are going to react to future uh, future variants uh, of uh, of the corona coronavirus uh, which really is uh, no way uh, but from an aviation perspective this takes us really backwards uh, and the omicron has really come at a bad time uh, for the aviation industry in africa december is usually a peak month uh, and right now is a time that we expect that pent-up demand uh, for uh, international traffic as passengers leave the northern hemisphere and they leave the northern winters to come and experience some sun on the African continent. And uh, this was particularly uh, now being expected despite the pandemic as the United States had eased up on its restrictions. A lot of African countries have been taken off uh, the United States red list in the past couple of months. And uh, African traffic was starting to rebound. International traffic has been on the rebound. And we've been experiencing some form of a recovery. That's not to say that uh, we are back to our glory days of 2019. We're nowhere near that. In fact, the numbers from from around October uh, suggest otherwise. Uh, we are still very much uh, deep in an aviation crisis. Traffic was at around 60% versus 2019 levels. Our capacity was at around 50%. It was actually at 49%, and load factors are still at around 55%, which is still very, very dismal. But uh, still, the numbers have been progressively better in the past one year, and uh, we're trying to find our way back. Uh, But what these restrictions do is uh, definitely take us backwards. And the aviation community has been very, very vocal, Afra. The African Airlines Association has has really called out uh, uh, the likes of the UK and what is referred to as stigmatization of the African continent. And the IATA, the International Air Transport Association, has gone so far as to say that this will disincentivize African countries uh, from reporting on this virus in the future, something that I definitely agree with. But what we need to focus on now is addressing the vaccine inequality uh, that Africa is experiencing. We need to address this as a solution, uh, not just for our industry, generally as a global community, and uh, to also help the aviation and tourism recovery, and uh, to also just find a way to be more streamlined in our approach and to be more prepared and to have to have a harmonized protocol around reacting to these new variants that are definitely going to sprout up even in the near future again. Uh, last year, in 2020, the African aviation industry actually lost about uh, about 10.5 billion in expected revenue. 
due to the pandemic. And this year, it, it's already now as we come to the end, the African Airlines Association has, has, has projected that this, our industry will lose about 8.5 billion US dollars for the full year. Uh, and this is still at around uh, 50% of uh, the revenue that uh, uh, the African airline, the African aviation industry and in 2019, uh, which that as well correlates with, uh, with the, the current traffic numbers on the African continent. Uh, so we're still at around 50% of 2019 and the revenue figures are definitely correlating with that. We still have a very long way to go. Uh, but what it also shows uh, is that uh, 2020 and 2021 have not been very, very different. And uh, so the pandemic definitely endures. The aviation crisis endures. And we need to, uh, I think we need to do more uh, to find our way out of the hole that we're currently in. That was Derek Nseko, CEO of Space Africa. And a look at the other stories making it into the podcast. The operator of Ghana's main international airport will fine airlines $3,500 for every passenger they bring in that is not vaccinated against COVID-19 or the test positive for the coronavirus on arrival. The rules announced by Ghana airports follows others introduced last week by the health ministry that require all people entering Ghana to be vaccinated. They come into effect for the Kotoka International Airport in the capital, Accra, today. The requirements are some of the strictest in Africa, where vaccine uptake has been slow due to lack of supply and logistical challenges and come as the new Omicron variant raises concerns about quicker transmission of the virus. Ghana, one of West Africa's largest economies that runs on exports of cocoa, gold and oil, has so far vaccinated a little over 5% of its population of 30 million. Its health service has recorded 131,000 infections and 1,239 deaths from COVID-19, according to data. Over the last two weeks, COVID-19 cases recorded at Kotoka Airport accounted for about 60% of total infections in the country. Now, civil aviation authorities in the United Arab Emirates have advised Nigeria's airpiece to consider flying to any UAE airport that has additional slots for it and not insist on taking three slots at the country's Sharjah airport in a new move as the two countries attempt to work through a row of the flight slots that has threatened relations between them. Emirates, the Dubai-based carrier, on Friday announced an indefinite suspension of flights to Nigeria, saying its action was in response to a restriction by the Nigerian government limiting its flights to the country to just once a week. The government had on Thursday limited the carrier's daily flights to Abuja to a single run a week and denied approval for the airline's winter schedule. The director general of the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, Musa Nuhu, said government took that step after the authorities in UAE denied Nigeria's only carrier to Dubai airpiece the three frequencies it requested for at UAE's Sharjah airport. In a December 10th letter, to Nigeria's aviation minister, Hadi Sirika, the UAE's General Civil Aviation Authority, said Airpeace's demand was unreasonable, adding that Airpeace had initially operated at Sharjah Airport, shifted to Dubai Airport, and then returned to Sharjah Airport, and adds that it would be unreasonable for an airline to expect any airport to maintain their slots when they ceased operating at that airport. Tanzania has signed new deals for gold, graphite and heavy mineral sands project with Aussie companies worth 763 million US dollars with government taking 16% non-dilutable free carried interest in each project. 
government also raises has also raised its stake in Diamond Mind with Petra Diamonds to 37% from 25%. The deals include a new gold mine with Australia's Orcob at Nyanzaga Sengerema, a new graphite mine with Australia's Black Rock Mining, a new heavy mineral sands project with Australia's Strandline Resources and the existing Williamson Diamonds Limited Mine in Shinyanga. Angola's annual inflation rate accelerated for the eighth straight month to 27% in November of 2021 from 26.9% in the previous month, its highest level since July of 2017. Food inflation remains above 30% amid high demand and as the country depends heavily on imported food. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose 2.1%, the same pace as in the prior month, mainly driven by prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages and tobacco, clothing and footwear and also furnishings. On the other side of the continent, annual inflation rate in Senegal edged down to 3% in November from 3.2% in the previous month amid a slowdown in prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, clothing and footwear, health, education and a further decline in the prices of communication. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went down 0.8% compared to 0.3% uptake in the previous month. The anticipated poor short rain harvest is expected to keep supplies below average in Kenya. This is according to the Kenya Food Security Outlook for October 2021 to May 2022. The report shows that this will drive demand and increase dependence on cross-border imports from neighboring countries. Data from the Ministry of Agriculture indicated that Kenya accounted for 58% grain traded by the East African countries between July and September of 2021. During this period, Tanzania contributed the most in exports, accounting for 57% of total exports to Kenya, while Uganda exported 117,000 metric tons of maize, about 43%, to Kenya and South Sudan. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adon.